talking to somebody who's a good friend of mine and also somebody that's putting in their work to help the community out you feel me so without further ado let's get into our discussion on mental health with none other than miss shatina hunter okay so thank you for having me cartier i'm i'm super excited to be in this space no, thank you, you thank you for real i'm, yes. so, I'm really excited Yes, just reconnecting on this level. Um, so like you said, my name is Shatina and um, I am a licensed marriage and family therapist um, as well as I am the creator of Always Live Lovely, which is a mental health service. Um, I also am a mental health consultant and a speaker. So basically in my um, service of mental health, um, Always Live Lovely, I basically offer consultation services for individuals um, as well as associate trainees that are trying to become therapists in schools. So I'm like filling the gap, you know, because a lot of people are reaching out to me like, I need help finding a therapist or like, you know, if I experience anxiety, what am I supposed to do? Um, A lot of students that's going to school or like how do I time manage I feel like I'm an imposter you know in this program like I'm not supposed to be here and schools having difficulties with how to manage mental health in the classroom where they have conflict and it's impacting their work and so I definitely saw a need to create services to fill those gaps mm-hmm. um, and people can kind of access through my that through my website at www.alwayslivelovely.com but also in addition to that like you said I have a podcast Breaking yes. Barriers a Mental Health Discussion and it's literally just giving people an opportunity to see what it's like for people to come together and have a conversation about topics that um, have a lot of stigma and barriers placed around them because we we all experience some of the similar things. It's just mm-hmm. that some people, they don't want to talk about it and they feel a little shy to talk about it or they feel they're going to be judged talking about it. And then right. so I wanted to create a platform to where people could just hear two different people, you know, coming together, having a conversation, learning a bit, hearing people's stories and hopefully being able to find healing through that. Um, I'm like, you know, still in my season one, but it's on all the platforms that you can think of. So that's definitely something to check out too. Definitely check that out. I think if you like any of the discussions we've had on this podcast, you'll definitely love it over there. Yeah. Over always living lovely. Because I think like people need to talk. I think it's good to have spaces where people talk about stuff that people are afraid to talk about. Mm-hmm. It, it helps to like widen people's perspectives and just allow people to really, you know, have those discussions and like not feel like they're going to be judged, like you said. Right. Or like somebody's going to like... I don't know, because we're all feeling that way. We're all feeling the same way, mm-hmm. like usually. But um, so, yes, I'm glad that you're here. I'm glad, I'm glad, I'm glad. And we go back, just so people can, can know, we go back. Like, <laughs> I don't know. Well, actually, I heard on your last um, your last discussion on your podcast, you had you did like a little singing in the beginning. like you. Had, oh, yeah, you know, I had to add that in there. And I know you have a wonderful voice, but everybody <laughs> listening might not know, so... That's like a little tidbit. We've been singing and we, you know, that's where we first met back yes. then, trying to get our vocals together. Trying Probably to, like, know. what, 14 years old, maybe? Maybe Man. around that age? Ooh, that sound like light years ago, but. Right. It's like 2021 now, and it was like the early 2000s <laughs> then. Like, yes. We're good and grown now, and like. <laughs> for real, for real. But yeah, so that's, it's also good to just see you now, like, thriving and really trying to make a difference and like helping so many people. And, you know, by just, like, being yourself and just, like, you know, doing what you want to do. And, like, I like I think that's really inspiring and just dope. So, let's get into it. Let's talk about Yeah, let's get into it. So, um, one of the things I like to do is, like, talk about just something that you, like, has, like, brought some joy to you recently. Or just something that, like, you know, you know, you like or you've been... uh, and like it can be anything from like a book you've read to like food or just anything. Like I make it just on the like basic level. Okay. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> I can go first. Like um, lately, like one of the ways that I like to de-stress is like I'll watch like you know a lot of films or like a lot of music videos and mm-hmm. things like that. Cardi B put out like a new video, 
And like, it's like a lot of dancing. It's very visually appealing. Right. And that's something that I've been like kind of checking out lately. So this is like for the what I like lately type of segment. You feel me? Mm -hmm. That's my okay. choice. Cause like okay. she was really giving me energy. She was really dancing. And I was sitting there like, you feel me? like I was right. Like, I feel like I need. I don't feel like I saw it yet. But I feel like I need to check it out. I might be a little late with her and Megan's new video. So yeah, Megan got a good one too. I don't know. They're doing really good in terms of like you know, cause a lot of artists these days, their music videos you know might just be them in front of a car or like right. something basic. But they're putting a lot of effort. Effort and I. <laughs> I definitely enjoyed seeing that. It gave me like a little moment of just escapism <laughs> this week. Yes. You know? So um, what about you? Like what's something that brought joy to your life or just um, joy? I think honestly, even probably just throughout this whole pandemic, connecting to nature, because let me tell you, like, I like being outside. Don't get me wrong. But I am the type of girl that I don't like bugs. I don't really <laughs> like to get dirty a lot. Like, if there is just a pinch of wind, a breeze that blows my way, I need a jacket. It's time to go inside. <laughs> so the fact that I have even just tapped into nature in this way is beyond me. Um, but it feels so grounding to take hikes. Like, I'm all about taking hikes and just listening. And it's like that point when you get to a, to a certain point in the hike and it's nothing but just like, it's like silence and a stillness. And I need that to be mm -hmm. able to like slow myself down um, and feel really grounded and connected to just like not having to be in the hustle and the bustle of daily things. So I like really have been digging and not minding getting dirty. You know, a couple of bugs might fly, fly by me and it's been okay. Like, because I'm looking <laughs> at the bigger picture of things and I've just really found pure joy in that my body like yearns for it. It's like, I need to get away from, you know, daily stuff. And I need to just go listen to some birds chirp and listen to the leaves blow. So that mm -hmm. gives me like, that's been giving me so much life recently. Yes. I love a good hike. Mm -hmm. I feel like we don't really realize like how how much like how much stimulus stimulus or stimulation yeah. just, like how much is really going on like in our day-to-day -day lives until we like take a moment of stillness in like nature and you realize like wow like <laughs> at least right. for me it's like wow like this is kind of like how it's meant to be like that you can come to a place where you're just like you can decide what to focus on you can decide right. what's affecting you because it's like I know my phone or my, or just like a lot of times, like I'll be on the bus or I'll be like outside or I'll be doing something and something will happen on my phone. I'll go on a tangent on there and then I'll see mm -hmm. an ad and I'll start shopping. And mm -hmm. then like somebody will text me and then I'll like, <laughs> I will like, and then I look up and I was like, oh dang, I was supposed to like. I had to miss my stop. <laughs> I'm like, yeah. So like, it's crazy. So I feel like I like going to nature. Like I personally love to go to like by the water and mm -hmm. just like listen to that like go back and forth and then also realize like the like the ocean and the sea is so big and like it is the world is so big and like it can make you stop and realize like some of the things that we're so focused on are not as like impactful yeah or not as so so important yeah, I 100% agree. And even just get into that level of stillness, like, you know, there's there's so much that does grab our attention in a daily basis. Like literally, if you really think about it, especially because a lot of people are in front of the computers, it's like you're going from your computer to the phone to probably TV to back to your phone to back to the computer. And it's like we're not really giving ourselves a break to just mm -hmm. even just rest our eyes and look at something different. And we probably even don't make enough time to get outside, um, especially when people is in the in the, the day day-to-day -day activities like nobody really makes the time to just be still and when you can be still you can heal yourself think like like you said you're able to figure out what do you need to focus on and I have to be able to hear myself think I have to be able to sometimes just think about nothing and just turn my brain off for a moment to give myself a little bit of rest so I definitely feel that right it's like you know I don't even I didn't even, like until you said it I didn't even realize how much like there's a lot of times where you aren't even really like dictating your thoughts or, you know, mm -hmm. you're not really thinking about like things intentionally. Right. Like, your, your thoughts are influenced by like everything around you. Mm -hmm. But um, nature. Yes, yes, yes. Right. <laughs> um, and that's actually a good thing you can do right now for like the during the pandemic, like. Um, I was just listening to um, a doctor talk about how like socially distant picnics are really like popular right now. Oh yeah. And things like that, because you can still get outside and it's still, it's safe to do that still mm -hmm. as long as you like take the precautions. So get outside, get that, get that good vitamin right. from the sun. And take them precautions, people. Definitely take them, them precautions. precautions. <laughs> yeah, 
COVID is real. Real for real. Like, it's really real. Like, it's so real. It's walking around as his own person at this point. <laughs> I'm like, ain't trying to go nowhere. Right, she like, right. she living with us. She here. <laughs> but I think that's a good um, transition into, like, maybe talking about some more, some, like, some mental health related things. Because mm-hmm. I know for me, like, COVID came and, like, rocks like I well I guess everybody's world like right. everything changed and everything was just like dang like some people expected it to be over soon like we thought we didn't really know how it was going to go but like since you, like you being somebody that's probably talked to a lot of people and like maybe even helped certain people like during this time like talk about things that they were going <clears> through <throat> like what's like certain things that you've noticed in people just dealing with like coping with the pandemic or like what certain right. things that you've noticed people doing to cope or or may, whether it's healthy or unhealthy or like what's some some things that you've maybe spoken to people about like yeah um I definitely agree with you that like the pandemic just caught everybody off guard um and that just I feel like set the tone for everything just how all this even started out just <laughs> set the tone for everything because I'm sure we thought in three weeks, we was about to be back to what we was doing, <laughs> what we was doing and not having a care in the world. And we are still here in 2021. And it's just like, when is this thing going to end? And I think just the thought of that, of not knowing when is this really going to end? Like, mm-hmm. when will it actually fully get better? When will we technically go back to normal? Is there even a normal? And what does that even mean at this point anymore? Um, and I definitely feel like a lot of huge adjustments um, have had to happen for people that they didn't expect. It's like usually sometimes sometimes we have things that happen in life to where we're not able to prepare. Like it just flips our world upside down. And then mm-hmm. sometimes we have things to where we can have a preparation for like, okay, if we need to take time off work or if we need to switch to an online class or whatever the case may be. And it's like, this thing just came and just shook people up. And it's like, no, now you have to live this way and you don't have a choice in it and you are losing structure and everything that you once knew in your daily routine and you have to be able to still be expected to show up every day. And Mm -hmm. I feel like that's been one of the biggest things is people not really being able to find their footing in the midst of everything um, because people, for one, everybody's being put in a home. You're having to spend much more time together with people. Not saying you don't love the people, that you live with or love the people that you around, but it's the simple fact that you're now all in the same space being with each other all the time because so many people are working from home um, or so many people are social distance learners. So you have people trying to juggle their roles all at one time. It's not like, okay, I'm a mom or, you know, I, I'm a caregiver or something. And then it's like, okay, but I get to go to work and then, you know, I check in and I can come back home. It's like, no, you have to juggle all these different things at the same time while still having like these societal expectations that you're supposed to be able to show up <laughs> and you're supposed mm-hmm. to live through a pandemic like a professional or some people don't even have a choice it's like right right like at a certain point there are certain things that you have to take care of or you may have other people that depend on you and a lot of people found themselves to like be in a position where it's like okay i'm struggling but i mean if i don't make something happen nothing's gonna happen like it, right it's gonna be worse so i right. think that's that's the yeah i can see what you're saying like it put a lot of people in positions where they where you didn't really have many choices and you just had to navigate without like any type of like uh, advance, like notice or any type of mm-hmm. help for a lot of people. And that mm-hmm. could be really stressful. So it's absolutely stressful. And it caused people to have much more. A lot of people are experiencing anxiety for the first time. A lot mm. of people are experiencing depression for the first time. Um, a lot of people are recognizing that they were experiencing all these things already, but because there were so many expectations, they didn't have enough time to really slow down and listen to their mind, listen to what was going on. So now they're like, dang, like I've, this has actually been here all along. And now that, you know, I have to kind of slow down a little bit, I'm being confronted with so many different things that quite frankly, I don't, I don't even have the time. (laughs) Like I don't have the time to even deal with. And then, you know, people have lost their homes. People have lost their jobs. Like, you know, life has still pretty much gone on and people have had to really, honestly be confronted with grief and loss um I feel like on a more consistent basis it's not as if um, grief and loss doesn't doesn't happen but you know like we don't just grieve death 
we grieve things that we've lost as far as our home, as far as love, as far as structure, as far as jobs, like we grieve those things too. So I feel like it's really put people in a position um, to just have to face some very difficult experiences that people usually have a whole bunch of distractions that keep them occupied. And we've kind of just been hit with, no, you got to sit with the real and try to acknowledge what's really going on. Because if we're not able to do that, how are we going to get out of this? Mm-hmm. If that makes sense. Well, I'm, I'm glad that you brought up uh, like people finding out or realizing that they may have already been struggling with depression or they may have already been dealing with anxiety. And like this brought it to a point where they couldn't ignore it anymore or they mm-hmm. realized like I think that was the case for a lot of people, because I know when I like began to talk to like a therapist and found out that like I was having like episodes of anxiety and things like that. You better get your healing. Okay. (laughs) But like, I can also say like, I didn't know, like those were, there was times where I felt like that and I didn't know what was going on or I didn't realize this was something that you can put a pen in and say, this is what it is, or Mm -hmm. there's a root to this. So what, 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 as a professional, (laughs) what can you, what can you tell people like that may, like what are some things you can look for to like, to, to let you know, oh, wow, maybe that's anxiety or maybe that's depression Mm -hmm. or like, what are some things in your daily life that like changes that you might notice in yourself? Yeah. That can alert you that maybe it's time to like think about your mental health and like, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I definitely will. First, let me put out this disclaimer. Um, Cause I know that a lot of times people will, and I hear this all the time. Cause right now I work um, with college students and I know mm-hmm. that people will, feel something weird or feel something strange or different than what they usually experience. And then where do they go? Google. Now, listen, mm, I know I, I understand. <laughs> everybody want to go to Google because we think like, okay, if I Google this, this is going to tell me all the answers. But the last thing you want to do is self diagnose yourself because mm. you know, Google can lead you down that Alice in Wonderland hole. And then you sitting here thinking that you got anxiety, your left toe about to fall off. You might as well <laughs> roll down the hill to the hospital. Like you know, have you all messed up. So, so literally oh, like, try to avoid self-diagnosing yourself. And I say doing like a lens of, you know, gaining self-awareness and remaining curious. So like when you're able to slow down, you're able to really know who you are. It's important to really tap in and have that self-awareness and know who you are. And even if you don't, you aren't able to slow down in in your daily routine, you know when something is like you're not able to function um, at the rate that you're used to being able to function at. Or you can begin to notice when you're like, oh, I've been kind of reacting in this way and I thought this, it was normal to react in this way. Or I thought and really what is normal, but you know, I thought it was normal to react in this way. Or I thought, you know, this is the way that most people react to this situation. And you may Mm -hmm be noticing that right now you could be going through a situation where it's like, okay, your old, um, antics, your old coping skills, like those aren't quite getting it. Those aren't working. Maybe mm. you kind of like got to a place to where you're like, you know, you want something different or you feel like, you know, why, why am I always jittery? Why do I always feel like I'm on edge? Why am I always angry and ready to punch somebody in their face? Or I'm always irritable. Um, being able to be a person that's like, why, why do I always have a difficulties going to sleep? My mind is always racing. Why can't I get up out of bed? You know, why is it that, you know, I feel, um, I'm internalizing all these thoughts. I'm having all these negative um, things talking to me and telling me I'm worthless. Like, you know, when something is not being in alignment with your soul, um, I'll definitely say. And Mm. then, so it's really important to kind of be able to be honest with yourself. Like I always say, if you can't be honest with nobody else, be honest with your darn self because Mm -hmm. you are the holder of your truth. And it's okay to acknowledge the things that feel like they're too deep and too dark that you don't even know if you want to touch it, but just being able to say like, hey, this is is there and this exists. Mm, that. That is something that's really important. You are the, what did you say? You are the the holder of your truth. You are the owner Mm -hmm. of your truth, the Mm -hmm. holder. Mm -hmm. That's deep. But yeah. it's so true. It's like, it's really up to you to really like be intro, intro to really look within. Mm-hmm. Introspective. <laughs> and like, yeah. And really like, and find out what is really your truth. Like what, because at the end of the day, other people can help you navigate that and help you like find out that about yourself. But it's really up to us to like, like find like, it's up to us to make sure that we're healthy in every way, honestly. Yeah. But when it comes to mental health, that's really something that it's like, it takes a lot of work on your part and you have to do the work. Mm-hmm. Because like, if you don't, then nobody can really do it for you. 
So, right, right. And people know, like people, people know when like, say you're a person that uses substances, like mm-hmm. sometimes you are able to pinpoint that you're using this substance to a point to where you're just like, okay, you're numbing out or, you know, you're using it so that you don't have to face the problem. And maybe you mm-hmm. got to the point to where you just like, nah, like, you know, this is cool. Like this, this ain't a problem. Like smoking weed every day ain't a problem. I might got a little bit of anxiety, but that's not why I'm using it. Like mm-hmm. you kind of know when you're able to really sit down with yourself, like what is truly really going on. But you know, when you're lying exactly. to yourself. Right. Uh-huh. You just got to be okay with saying, Hey, this is, this is what it is. And you don't have to feel ashamed about it and even if you don't know and you think you know it's okay to ask or if you want to do some self-assessments online like an actual literal self-assessment where you're typing in answers to questions (laughs) and it's telling you at the end like hey you might want to consider looking into this or seeking help for this it's okay to do that to gain some more insight as well so remaining curious like I said is so very important when you feel like there's a shift in alignment with your soul and something's just not quite right anymore Hmm. Then, so that means we have to like check in with ourselves. Like you Absolutely. have to make time to to check in with yourself and assess how how you're doing and be and be honest. Right. I, I we don't like do I'm that. Learning so much. You, you, you're it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So so we have noticed that like maybe some of the things that we're doing we we pinpointed like oh wow this might be a cope this might be me coping or this might be something that I was using to numb a feeling that I didn't like. And now mm-hmm. I'm not satisfied with that anymore. I've went online. I've done an actual self-assessment, not a diagnosis or something. <laughs> <laughs> and it pointed me that maybe I want to go a little deeper. So, so for you, do you do you think that everybody should at all times like talk to a therapist or like, or do you think that there's a time when you should be like, okay, I think now I think I should go and maybe sit down with somebody, or I think I should like talk mm-hmm. to somebody. Yeah. Um, that's a really good question. So, you know, of course, you know, I feel like everybody needs somebody to talk to now, you know, at the bare minimum of things, it's important to have community. Um, and what that means is really being able to identify your support system and not necessarily just being like, ah, yeah, all my homies and, you know, all my girlfriends, all my homegirls and my my mom, my dad and all like that is a part of your support system. But, you know, we really have to be able to identify within our support system, like each role a person plays because not everybody is able to offer the same level of support. Right. So there's that level. It's great Mm -hmm. to have people to talk to. Um, Now, the difference between that and going to a therapist is, those people can't be your therapist because they have an investment in you as a person personally. They have a connection to you. So they're not able to offer a non-judgmental space. They're not able to um, kind of hold the skills because therapists are trained in a way to be able to hold the space for everything that you bring up and you're bringing to them at that moment. They can teach you the tools. They can teach you what it is that you need to know to be able to tap in and be able to journey through this healing process. Now, I know for a fact that Therapy isn't accessible to everybody. And so I totally get that. I know for a fact that there's a lot of stigma around it. And some people are just like, I don't understand. It's just talking to somebody. Like what I'm what I'm gonna pay for talking to somebody for? Like, what's that right. gonna do for me? Like, but what I definitely can say is um, I highly encourage it um, when people get to a point to where it can be beneficial. The last thing people wanna do is go to therapy and one, they don't wanna be there. Now I get it if you kind of mandate and you gotta do what you do, like do what you do, do what you need to do. But right. if it's like by choice, like you want to go when you want to put in the work, because the reality is it's not the therapist's job to work harder than you. Like this is your Mm. work. So you got to be able to show up. So the last thing you want to do is show up and you not, you're not ready for it. Like you don't want to put in that extra effort. You think it's a bippity boppity boop and you can come to the therapist and you go magically be done in 45, 50 minutes. And that's just not the reality. Um, so it's kind of like getting to that place to where, you know, if you want to try it out and you like, okay, let me try it out and see. And if you realize you're not ready, okay, maybe come back at a, at a different time. If you realize you are ready. Okay. Being able to take some baby steps to move forward and try and see if this is something that can work for you. It works for some people. And it doesn't work for some people. Um, And that just is really all just about you finding a combination of things 
that you can utilize to be able to support yourself best because being in a relationship, because that's what it is. You're in a relationship with a therapist. It's very relation relational. It's just a unique type of relationship because um, you're experiencing it in a dynamic um, that you probably haven't experienced with anyone else before. So sometimes it's like dating and you have to be mm-hmm. able to be willing to try on different therapists before you may find that really good fit where you can get some, some nitty gritty work done. Um, and so, like I said, I highly encourage it, but I understand there are different components that impact people's ability to be able um, to go. But if you have the opportunity to do it, at least give it a try. You do, It doesn't mean you got to be in therapy for the rest of your life. Um, it's kind of just, you know, some people go and they take breaks. Like I've gone to therapy. I've had more than one therapist. And I, because listen, I truly believe that a therapist should go to therapy. And if your therapist has not been to therapy, I don't know what to tell you (laughs) because you want your therapist to know what it's like and to really understand from both ends of the seat how to be the client as well as how to be the therapist Um, because it just causes a more enriching experience. Um, And then so definitely being able to just, you know, decide for yourself if the time is right and when you need to take a step back from it you can you can absolutely do that and when you need to go back to it you can you absolutely can do that Hmm. so you mentioned that it's not the it's not the therapist's job to work harder than you and we were even talking before about like how you have to kind of do the work or it's work that you have to do so that made me because like a lot of people have the idea that like if i'm um like talking with a therapist or something that I mean, because, like, okay, with a lot of other doctors, it's like you go, they give you some medicine or they cure right. you or they basically cure you or whatever. And it's like, okay, they've done their job. I'm good. I might have to do this for the next two weeks or blah, 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 but I'm good. And I think that with a, with a therapist, it's like a little bit of a different type of thing where it's like you actually have to put in as much effort as they do. Mm-hmm. And that, that is a unique relationship that you, mm-hmm. that you find yourself in. But so since we know that they're not like curing us, then I guess what what I want to ask you is like, what is the the overall goal of therapy? Mm-hmm. Like, what are you trying to? What, what you getting out of it? Yeah, what's what the you point? getting out of it? And like, what should you be looking for? Like, yeah. like I have like um, someone that I know, and like I was talking to them about just therapy in general and stuff like that, and they were like, like you said, they were like, I mean, because like this is also somebody that's like really smart too. Like mm-hmm. they see themselves as like college educated and like a critical thinker, maybe even like studied like psychology and stuff like that or or studied, you know, like something. So like they might feel like, oh, I don't need to talk to anybody or what can right. they tell me that I can't tell myself. So like, what are you looking for? What is the goal? Mm-hmm. I don't know that's like a, a lot of questions in one, but yeah. Um, just, let's see, like in a nutshell, um, well, first, just like, what is, what is the goal? Like, what the are goal you looking of for, therapy. Or for therapy? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, so it depends on what you're going to therapy for, you know, because everyone mm. has a particular issue that they want to be able to unpack or receive some guidance um, from a therapist on. And you know what? That brings up a good point now that I said the word guidance. So a big stigma about going to therapy, which is why it's under the impression that you should be able to probably go and talk to somebody once and you should be fixed at the end, is that you go to a therapist for advice. Hmm. Now, granted, a therapist can give advice here or there, but honestly, that's not our job either. And I didn't quite find that out until I went to grad school for it because I thought, shoot, I give advice all day. Like, I could do this. And then my bubble was busted, like, very quick and in a hurry. So it's really about the therapist being a guide. Like, we're not the expert of you. We cannot read your mind and we are not going to sit here and tell you all of our personal opinions about how you should live your life. You know, we're there to be able to guide the conversation in a skilled way, to be able to allow you to dig deeper and be able to process in a safe environment, to be able to seek the answers that are probably already deep, deep within you that you haven't necessarily been able to arrive to yourself while also being able to learn some tools to help just navigate this whole journey. Um, and then, so, like I said, like you can ask a therapist and they'll tell you, but I mean, honestly, if we were to tell you all that, all that we were to think it's a disadvantage to you. So it's not our job to just give you all the advice in the world about what we think is the right thing for you to do. Um, we want people to be able to be self-sufficient and for you to learn the skill, how to, how to make positive um, decisions 
options for yourself. Now, in going to therapy, you know, hopefully, you know, you I, I get there's some bad apples out there, but when you get a real good, a real good therapist, <laughs> then, you know, it's a collaborative relationship. So that's another component of the relationship to look for, a therapist that's going to collaborate with you because you're very much a part of it. You have input. So you want to be able to look for somebody that is going to ask you and really include you in just your treatment planning. Healing is going to look like for you, however much you put into healing. You know, you can go to therapy because you want to just focus on one particular problem. Maybe you have some trauma you want to unpack. Maybe you just want to learn some some tools literally of how to just manage anxiety day to day, or you literally just need somebody to go and vent to. Like it is what it is. Um, and people have their different things that they utilize it for. Um, but as far as the overall goal of it, it's kind of like you get to work with a therapist to figure out what is it that you're that you want to be working towards. And they get to help you create a literal treatment plan that breaks down the goals and that makes it, you know, attainable for you to be able to work towards and reach to keep things on track, you know, while they're doing things such as, you know, having models and interventions that they're using to help you um, to help it influence um, just the progress that it is that you want to be able to see. Um, so it's kind of like a trick question of like there's no magical answer of what the goal of therapy is because it's very unique to each person and it can look different to each mm -hmm. person it just depends on what work you want to put in to get to wherever it is that you're trying to go and if you don't know like over time the therapist can help you in their inside of what they see you bring it to the table what they do feel like could be helpful steps or helpful goals that you could be reaching towards just by kind of listening to everything that you need sorted out and that you bring it to them at that time Hmm. And you had a second question too, but what was it? It was about like people that think that, or what the person that thinks that maybe that therapy could never work for them or mm -hmm. that there's not, nobody that can tell them anything that they can't right. already tell themselves. What would you say to that person? Um, I would say to that person, I would still say like, give it a try. Like you would definitely be shocked, um, what therapist you could end, end up with and trying to go into it with an open mind. Um, cause you know, I've definitely even had people come in and judge me one cause I'm a super young therapist. Um, like I graduated grad school when I was 23, I think 23. Going wow. on 23, somewhere in there, hey, about to ahead. be 24. And then, so, you hey, know, being <laughs> being like in there, I, I like, you know, I've been doing it for since 2015. I think 2015 in January actually was when I saw my first client. So I've been very young doing this. And then, so, of mm. course, I've dealt with a lot of people that are older than me. So, of course, they look at me like, what can you, what can you all tell me about life? Like, I'm sure what are there's you like? like a whole other discussion <laughs> Literally. just like black women and young people and like being in certain like spaces and being in professional spaces like mm -hmm. there's already like that whole thing of that like, whole stigma right yeah, so. So it's, you know literally you you would be surprised the insight that because I mean yes you can tell yourself a lot because you're the one that's living your life you're the one that's in your head you're the one that's having this experience but sometimes it's nothing like being able to have it's like holding up a mirror so like, that's what a therapist can do is hold up a mirror and help you see yourself in a different way that maybe you haven't seen before. Help you be able to look and kind of step into that mirror rather than just seeing the reflection, but becoming the reflection and step into it a little bit deeper so that you're able to kind of uproot those weeds that's in there that may be like, yeah, you being honest, but it's like, are you really trying to go to the depths of the depths of the depths with yourself, right. by yourself? It could just feel like a scary thing to do. So being able to have somebody to, to, to just hold things, listen to things, and be able to identify things because that's what we're skilled in being able to do. Identify things that maybe you haven't really quite considered. Maybe you haven't really quite thought about it in this way. And there's no way, even for myself, that's why therapists need therapists too. I can't ask myself all the necessary questions. I can only I can only think for myself, you know, so far and so deep. And it can get to a point where it's like, okay, now you actually do need somebody else to help ask some questions that you haven't quite been able to just conjure up yourself. So that's it has a, a purpose. Yeah, it has a purpose to it and you know we get clients that's like they don't want to be there <laughs> I've worked with every age at this point and it's just like I get it sometimes you don't want to be there like I've had people that didn't talk to me and I done met with you 10 times and and it's like okay I hope you got something <laughs> I hope you got something from it even if it was just mm -hmm. the simple fact of somebody seeing you and sitting with you sometimes that's the therapy just knowing you're seen and somebody's willing to sit with you in silence and not force you to have to talk so it can look a variety of different ways and I mean you know like I said you sometime in life we think that things aren't good for us but it ends up being the best decision we could have ever made wow so 
basically like what I'm getting from that is like the person that thought that like or thinks that like oh what can they tell me that I couldn't tell myself like that's the point that they're not you they're going to tell you things from a different perspective mm-hmm. and you need somebody to challenge your perspective or even just give you a yeah think from a different way because like you can only do so much within right. yourself you can only think so many different ways for yourself mm-hmm. so that's, that's absolutely right mm-hmm. wow that's what's up I feel like you were dropping so many little gems and just <laughs> I'm like wow you know no because because I don't know I, that's why I love talking about like things like this because just talking about it in its in itself like makes you think about a lot of different things and it makes you like it just gets the gears turning like you know yeah that's why I feel like we got to talk people just have to talk about these things with stigmas just even more just like just talking mm-hmm. about mental health just I know older people that like my whole life they were like oh I got bad nerves or like you know like but what you got is anxiety that's yeah, what you got it's like wow <laughs> if we would have known that like that was anxiety and like you could have like sat there and like tried to process that or like mm-hmm. realize that like the reason why you were like drinking all the time is not because like you know you just right like to drink it was because you were trying to numb like this or that or mm-hmm. we really sat down with ourselves like a lot of generational things and just a lot of different things could be different like for a mm-hmm. lot of people I think that's that's really why mental health is just an important thing. And anybody that goes into like studying mental health or just decides to like tackle that, I really have to applaud them, like yourself. Mm-hmm. Like I really have to Thank applaud them because it's so important and it's like, it takes work and it's like almost also something that you, that when you do it, you have to be, uh, you know, like you have to be, I guess a little bit sacrificial. Like you have to hold things for other people. You have to, mm-hmm. and sometimes that can probably be like challenging, like, it is. You know, hearing traumatic things or just holding certain, making space for certain, like, really, like, you know, uh, heavy things. Like, can you talk about that side of it? Like, yeah, being a therapist and, like, the, the, the things, almost, <laughs> the things that you experience and, and like, for you. Yeah. What that's like. Um, it gets difficult. It gets rough, you know. Um, it's definitely a balancing act and it's a skill that, the therapist has to be able to learn hopefully early on or you'll burn out really, really quick. Um, I know when I was in grad school, I had to be able to learn. And sometimes I have to kind of brush myself up and give myself a little tune up, but just kind of like what's my stuff and what's their stuff and kind of being able to build a shield around to where I'm with you. I'm in it with you. I'm sitting with you. But at the end of the day, I don't have to fully embody this. I don't have to carry this with me because if I'm carrying a a piece of what everybody is telling me and kind of putting that on and stacking it on throughout the day, by the end of the day, I'm, that's it. Like I'm done. Like I can't do anymore. And I have mm-hmm. to be able to sustain myself to show up from one person to the next, as well as from one day to the next, as well as be able to not only just show up for the, the, the clients and the people that's on my caseload, like I got to show up for myself. And then I have family. Like when I'm off the clock, I got to be able to have energy to show up for my family, my friends, my loved ones. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, so it's real important, you know, for me, especially to try to stay as grounded as I can and as honest with myself as I absolutely can it's definitely been a learning journey because people forget like you know therapists one are human just like you therapists are not experts on everything just because we went to school to be mental health therapists that doesn't mean that our lives are perfect and that we got the answers to everything either sometimes we sit here like dang I just told somebody this why why I can't listen to myself like I need to listen to what I just said to this person like it's definitely a real experience and even in this pandemic like we're living through all of the same things that everyone is coming to us and kind of being able to tell us we're, we're living through grief. We're living through fear. We have anxiety. Like, you know, we, you know, we don't know what the heck is going on half the time either, but the reality is, you know, we're taking all of that. Um, and I know I definitely, I've been so, it's kind of like a catch 22. I've been so grateful. Um, and I try to look at the glass as half full rather than half empty and trying to, um, find more things to have gratitude about within the lessons. And I've had so many experiences that have been parallel just to some of the pain that people have had to experience, um, or some of the hurt or some of the surprises that you didn't necessarily know that you were going to go through. And every time I go through an experience, um, after I get all, all my tears and stuff out, like Mm -hmm. I look at it as I I count it all joy. I look at it as gratitude because I'm like, wow, now I'm able to understand on a deeper level, you know, Mm -hmm. what a person sitting in the chair across from me is going, I can relate to you in a way that you may not even be thinking that I can relate to you. So when I say I get it, 
I literally get it. I'm not just mm-hmm. getting it from a from a book standpoint. I'm getting it because I have experienced it in my life, in my soul, or I'm living through it currently at that moment. Um, and then so for me, I just try to make sure that I, I have to check in with myself. Like I have to do it because sometimes because I'm holding so much for people, certain things can happen. Like even with the Black Lives Matter stuff, at a certain point I had to stop watching the news, stop watching videos, turn things off because actually. I'll get easily numb. Yeah, I'll get easily numb. And it's not, it's it's cool. I, can, I know how to manage and I'm skilled enough to show up for everybody and to be completely my full self and hold the space for you. But what service is it doing it if I'm numbed out by the time I clocked out and I'm not even in touch with my own feelings? So it's super important for me to try to stay as grounded and connected um, to people that even have my best interests at heart, because in the same way I'm pouring into everybody, there's people pouring into me and I need that type of energy. And sometimes I need to just be isolated in a bit and just be to myself. And that is what looks like me pouring, pouring the cup. But you know, there's, I've heard literally so many things under the sun at this time. And I'll just be real. Sometimes things catch me off guard to where I have had days where I will sit in my car and I'll cry. Because that's just a reality. And some things are just, it's it's just horrible to be able to hear some of the experiences that people go through. But like I said, I feel honored that people are willing to allow me and choosing me to share this space with them, to go into these deep, dark spaces with them and hold their hand and breathe a little light and life into the situation um, that they have. So, you know, it gets hard. um, And I'm happy and blessed to know that even... um, where I work, um, we have a really great team and a really great staff. And like my, my supervisor has really, which is very, very rare. My supervisor slash director has made it to where, you know, she makes space for people to be seen. Like she knows we're human. So if we need to talk about something, if we need to take a step back for a minute, if we need to say like, Hey, I'm, I'm here, I'm just doing what I need to do for the clients, but I can't really be involved with like anything extra. Like she makes space for that because it's important for us to make sure we're in tip top shape or mm-hmm. else you won't get the treatment. That <laughs> you're not going to get, we're going to be sitting there crying with you. And then whose therapy is it really at that point? <laughs> no, for real. That's wow. Like, that's why I said I really like applaud anybody that takes that on. Cause that's like, I mean, especially if you really care about doing a good job, it's like, you have to be in a good space yourself. It's like, yeah. you're almost doing like double work, but that's. that's and I, like, I love my clients. I love them so mm-hmm. much. I know sometimes people are like, how do you care about me? And you just met me, but it's because my heart is in it. I feel like I'm made for this purpose. And every time, like, you know, you're in it, in, in a space with me, you're getting a piece of God. Like every time you're in a space mm. with me, I'm giving you a piece of my soul. I'm, I'm here like fully. I go above and beyond um, for my clients. Like, you know, I definitely sometimes have to, I've really had to get to a point to where I know that despite whatever people are going through, that they will be okay. Because I, I it, it's not easy to hear about people wanting to kill themselves. Right. Um, hear about people, you know, being in a really fragile state and then like me kind of thinking like, well, dang, are they going to make it over the weekend? Like, Mm -hmm. am I going to hear from them again? Like, oh my gosh. Like, like I said, I work in a university, like this person is graduating. Like what's going to happen to them? But I've had so many people come back and just, they're like, I'm okay. Like, you know, I'm fine. Like, or it's, it's thanks to you and what you taught me and just the space that you held. And that just lets me know. I've seen people come out of the deepest of the darkest of thoughts. And Mm. I'm just like, it lets me know you can do it. Like you can overcome, you can find a way through. Sometimes you just need somebody to hold the space to help you tap into that and be able to find that light and that little glimmer of hope to keep you holding on so you can make it to that other side. So I really had to um, just differentiate myself from that and kind of just trust, like people will be okay. People, people are going to be okay, Shatina. You did your part. Um, and trying to, to I've been fortunate enough to not lose anybody um, in regards to personal clients on my caseload. Um, but I've had, I have had worries and concerns. We have lost people as a community and you know, it hurts every time. It hurts anytime something traumatic happens to anybody. Um, mm-hmm. But definitely I be, I always want my clients to know like it's never fake with me. Like I'm, I'm for real. And when I tell them I care about them, I mean it. I think about from the first client I've had all the way to the client that I just saw <laughs> before getting on this with you. Like I carry them all I'm always praying about them thinking about them still wondering if they're okay still hoping and you know hoping that the little piece of the pie the piece of the puzzle I offered them is still helping them make it through so mm. well, that's what's it, up. People are, whoever <laughs> it is they're lucky to have someone like you that cares and really is like trying to help them because like yeah it's real out here it's really real out here mm-hmm. but but I, I wanted to before I forget I wanted to touch on how you mentioned like 
not uh, looking at the Black Lives Matter like stuff anymore because you were becoming numb. And yeah. like, it makes me think about how I kind of shared that same kind of situation where, especially during the time when there was like a lot of civil unrest in the media, like all the time, and people were getting shot and on, on, you know, on camera, people were all, all kinds of crazy things were just coming on our feed under like a recipe for like, you know, some chicken or just like, right. you know, it was just like, <laughs> uh-huh. it was a regular thing. And for me, someone that like can get into a space where I might have, like, like I said, like a lot of things can like dictate your thoughts right. or, or influence you or influence your mood. Like for me, I had to like stop looking at it because it was taking me into like a dark space or it would make mm-hmm. me feel like into like a hopeless space, even unknowingly, like I might not like in the forefront of my mind be like, oh, wow, like I feel like it's just like, are we ever going to make a change? Or right. but, but in the back of my mind, that was there. And then throughout the day, I'm being like, I have this like kind of different outlook just on day-to-day mm-hmm. situations and stuff, just from seeing that type of content over and over again. So I think that that brings me to like our, something else I wanted to ask you because mm-hmm. that like, just like seeing, filtering what you see on social media or different or going to nature, like you said, those are like little things that we can do to take care of our mental health besides mm-hmm. like talking to a therapist. So like, just like, just like you have other types of hygiene, like for your body right, or other things, I'm sure there's like some type of like, I don't know if that's a real thing, like a real phrase, but like, I feel like there should be like some type of like mental health hygiene uh-huh. or something to where you can like kind of take care of yourself on the regular for those times where maybe you don't have access to a therapist or even right. on the days where you're not talking to a therapist, what can you do to just maintain a healthy, like mental health life or, you mm-hmm. know, just, mm-hmm. yeah. you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, I got you. I got you. Um, I would definitely say off top, like how you, how you nourish your mind, like what you're watering your mind with. Um, what you're watering your spirit with is like so important because it's so easy for us to slip into negative thinking um, and to let Mm -hmm. those seeds take root. Um, And it's so important for us to be able to, even if we don't believe it, like find ways to affirm ourselves daily. Um, So being able to, um, whether it's affirming ourselves and sometimes you don't have to say things like I am, because sometimes people are like, oh no, like I don't believe that about myself. But you can say things like I will be, or I can be, Um, not I should, because should is is a word that can be very conflicting. um, Because then that brings up, (laughs) yeah, it's like, (laughs) but you know, being able, right, being able to like use words like I can and I will be um if you're not ready for I am is something that's helpful you know there's a lot of dope artists that have like you know motivational meditative music like I know I definitely listen to this artist named like Londrell um Mm. I came across this real dope like woman chorus I think they're called like beautiful beautiful souls or beautiful chorus something like that but they just Mm. popped up on my Spotify um but being able to listen to things that are very affirming that you're hearing because we're taking in so many different messages on a daily basis. You know, we're all consumed with media. We're all consumed with social media, uh, with people's opinions. Like there's so much that's going on around us. That's already trying to program our brain to kind of like think a certain way, have a certain lens and perspective about life as well as a, as a result, have a certain lens and perspective about ourselves. So starting there off top is like really trying to nourish your brain and make it as positive, plant as many positive seeds as you absolutely can. Cause the more that you water those things they will begin to sprout and things will begin to take root and you can kind of die off and kill off just the more negativity um the social media cleanse like you said like I know a lot of people are like into social media, but honestly, social media has such a negative impact on people because people are unable to filter things out and people are put in a position to compare themselves 24 seven, or, you know, people don't feel like they have control over what's coming up on their feed. But the beauty of it is you do like you can unfollow. Mm-hmm. You can mute things now. You can um, be able to just kind of filter out all types of things that you're consuming and taking in on all the social media platforms. And people have to realize power in that. I get like the follows and all this stuff, but it's like at what expense of your health, of you not wanting to get out of bed, of you not being able to, to eat or have any vigor for life anymore. So it's like really being able to recognize what you can control um, despite the things you can't control. Because even if we think Black Lives Matter, we, we, don't necessarily 
have control right now over the entire system. But it's mm-hmm. like being able to control the pieces of the pie on your daily basis, just of what you can do to make so sure that you're well is things like being able to take a break and put your phone down if you need to do that. Like, you know, turn your phone off, put it on do not disturb. If you need to delete the app off of your phone for a little bit, like that's okay. If you need to unfollow somebody because maybe they're recirculating a video that's just too triggering for you, mm-hmm. that's okay to do stuff like that. And of course, like basic self-care. Self-care does not have to be the bubble bath you know, I'm being flued out and all these just different I love things. a good bubble bath, though. I mean, listen, self-keeper. <laughs> it can be all of that. It can be all of that. But if you aren't able to do that at the bare bones basis, self-care is, did you get up and brush your teeth today? Like, mm-hmm. have you washed your hair? Did you mm-hmm. take a shower? Did you eat some breakfast? Did you even drink enough water today? Are you getting some sleep? Like, what exactly is going on with you at the basis that's so important is the simple things that, you know, we don't really, we don't really think too much about it. Like we think like, oh, I'm supposed to brush my teeth and I want my breath to stink. Like, you know, all this stuff, mm-hmm. but that's basic self-care. And you'd be surprised how many people struggle with just being able to get up and brush the teeth because of depression and things mm-hmm. of that nature. So making sure that you're taking care of yourself on a basic level, making sure you're taking care of yourself with your mind spiritually, spiritually finding some connection. If you're a type of person that, you know, is on that type of level and vibe, connecting in whatever way you need to on a spiritual level so that you are right in that area because it's a mind body and soul thing so all things are connected all things are one in this one body this one space and so making sure you're hitting things on each level and it doesn't have to be these grandoir things it could just be Mm -hmm. simple because they're all connected so everything is going to impact your your mental health if you're lacking in something Mm -hmm. and then so being able to just you know make sure you're keeping up with your doctor's appointments you know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? Like going to the doctor is so important. Some people may think they have depression when really it was a vitamin deficiency. And you thought wow. that maybe, maybe you had depression, but you actually was lacking in something. And then, so it's so <laughs> important. And that's what I mean by everything is connected. And we mm-hmm. have to try to do just a little basic things to k- take care of ourselves in order to make sure that we're mentally well. And and shoot, I'm I'm also an advocate for cutting people off when you need to. I ain't, I ain't telling people to just go run around snip snipping everybody, but you know, it's okay to set a boundary with people or things that don't best serve you um, until you're able to learn how to p- maneuver those relationships a little bit better to where it's causing you, it's not causing you as much harm. So there's a variety of things that you can do, but that's just a, a couple of them. Wow. That's, that's, I feel like I got so much. Okay. So I wanted to ask you, cause you said about pouring into yourself and like pouring into yourself positivity and things that like kind of in, like, are good influences on you. You said maybe like meditation, meditation, like or uplifting, mm-hmm. uplifting, yeah. like um, affirm, affirmative music and things like that. Like what else can that look like really quickly? Just like, you know, or like other things that maybe people didn't think about, like besides mm-hmm. like listening to music or meditation, like you said, even just taking care of your daily, like, mm-hmm. um, uh, you know, daily care and like necessities. Hair, and, yeah, uh-huh. like, like I know one thing I did is I have like a, um, main Instagram that like you mm-hmm. know, I post on or whatever like people probably just when they look for Instagram that's my account but then I have like another one that's literally just like all food and like all interior design and it's just yeah. like <laughs> when you get on there all you see is cupcakes and like really pretty living rooms <laughs> and, like, and it's like that's way like I'm still on social media and I'm still like seeing stuff but I'm not seeing all this like mm-hmm. negative things or even things that are like negative and you don't realize the consequence it may have mentally on you so I guess you gave so much like I don't even need to like <laughs> like you gave a lot of examples now that I think about it like um but before okay we, we actually are like approaching the hour mark wow thank you for talking to me for so long yeah <laughs> but um before we get out of here I wanted to ask you like for somebody that may be thinking of they they are inspired by you. They just listen to this and they're like, wow, like I want to help people or I want to like also, you know, go into maybe becoming a therapist or in the mental health space. Like what would you, what's some advice you would give them or like, what would you tell them, you know, Mm -hmm. if they're looking to maybe go into that direction? Yeah. Um, I would definitely say, you know, do your research, you know, Mm -hmm. reach out to people and ask questions um, that people that are in the field, like if you have questions, you can definitely, you know, shoot me an email, you know, even like I said, if you are looking for something as far as like needing more of a service, like book Mm -hmm. a session with your girl, I will help you figure it out. Look at the Mm -hmm. website. I got you. Um, But definitely just being able to ask people questions, doing some research, um, understanding, you know, 
know, what you're stepping into um, and being able to one one piece of advice that I had got in grad school that I hold with me to this day is one of my professors told me um, you can only go as deep with the client as you're willing to go with yourself. Um, and then they set that probably like in my first semester. And that just kind of set the tone for everything because it let me know like, OK, this is like, you know, I got to do work, too. You know, and if you're not it's willing to do work in. and you just think, yeah, that you're just about to go, I'm about to just go save people lives and all that. It's just like, no, nah, you got another thing coming because really it, it ends up transforming you, even if you're not trying to let it transform you. Being mm-hmm. a therapist just transforms you automatically. And that's just the beauty of it. And then so it's like, you know, do research on schools, um, you know, figure out there's there's so many different types of therapists, too, um, mm-hmm. that it's important to figure out what kind of therapist you actually want to be. Like, I'm a licensed marriage and family therapist, and I'm also um, finishing up hours to get my second license as a professional clinical counselor. So it's like, you know, each of those kind of hold a different kind of weight. Um <laughs> Professional and then there's clinical, what say that again? clinical counselor. Mm-hmm. So what what would um what would that like? What's the difference? Okay, obviously family and and marriage. You're going right, to it's pretty straightforward, yeah. right? And then so like professional clinical counselors, um, they're usually people that will work more on an individual basis. Um, that will work more with substance use. Um, that could do more things like career counseling. Um, you know, different things of that nature. In California, for some weird reason, and that's a whole other conversation, but they blurred the lines with social workers and everything, so where you can't really tell the difference. But if you go outside the state, mm-hmm. um, things are very much like this is what you do, this is what you do, this is what you do, but in California, it's kind of like everything, like we're all just trying to help somebody. Um, Mm. So it's kind of hard to see and differentiate here, but it's still important for you to know and be informed, which is another thing I can help you understand, book a session with your girl. So being able to, you know, know the the difference between a psychologist, a social worker, you know, art therapist and music therapist, if you want that substance abuse counselor, like professional clinical counselor, marriage and family therapist, the list goes on and on. So you want to make school psychologists, like you want to make sure that you know the relation, the person that you're building a relationship with because that plays a big part in you being able to pick out what you need as well. So I know that our, my therapist in high school like helped me so much. Mm-hmm. So I know that like even just people that work with children or just specifically certain things like you could just you can help so many people and like you won't, won't even realize like how like I'm sure he doesn't think that like he really did all that or maybe he does mm-hmm. I don't know maybe, but he might not know like the impact that he had. Maybe he hoped. Mm-hmm. Yeah but like that really like <laughs> did something yeah. for me like so uh as we i guess wrap up like i'm I'm first of all i'm so glad that i got to talk with you like yeah me too so exciting i really like i just feel like it's really inspiring like to just like know like what goes into you know helping people on that level or just even like you think that you a lot of people think like, oh, let me just go there. They're going to give me some advice. It's going to move, mm-hmm. move, Like, no, there's so much work on both parts that goes into it. Mm-hmm. But, um, I want you to, especially being a woman of color, a black mm-hmm. woman. <laughs> I think that that's also important. Like with when we're seeking therapy, sometimes like the, the lived experience aspect of it. And like that can like, because I did, I did have a therapist who, I felt like when it came to speaking about certain things, just about the nuances of being a black man, right? Their perspective on it was troubling. Like just not to go fully, <laughs> not to go fully into it. Yeah, so it's like I think that you, being a woman of color, make sure you one more time let everybody know like your website, the services you yes. provide, so that they can know. And maybe if you even know any other resources, mm-hmm. you can let people know that too, so that they can mm-hmm. really benefit. Yeah. So, Yes, I'm going to let y'all know again so that y'all don't miss it. So make sure you got your papers, your pens out. Make sure you type it in your phone so you can tap, tap in. So <laughs> my website is www.always, A-L-W-A-Y-S. So it's with the S, livelovely.com. And on there, you know, it's a pretty thorough thing um, to where I have, you know, my biography. I have things that I've done in the past. Um, I am available for speaking engagements. So if you're looking for people to talk on your podcast, you're looking for, um, you have a mental, 
mental health um, event that you want to give and you need a mental health speaker, I definitely can help with things such as that. Um, I also, like I said, I do consultations. Now, I know a lot of people ask me if I do therapy. Unfortunately, I do not offer therapy at this moment. And that's just Mm -hmm. my piece of self-care since I do have a full-time job where I'm seeing clients. I don't want to burn out. Um, Maybe in the future, we might see a private practice. We don't know though. Well, let's see what, let's see what, let's see what God got for me. But you know, right now I'm just focused on um, filling the gap. Like I said, in my business of being able to help people make the connections they need. If you can't afford therapy, you can still get some education on what's going on. um, And just being able to help on an individual student in school type of level. So be able to go to the website. It has the prices on there for everything. It has full, full breakdowns to see if there's something that could work for you. If anything's not clear, send me um, a message, send me an email. I'm on Facebook. I always live lovely. I'm on Instagram. Always live lovely. Have the YouTube always live lovely. Like Cartier said, I have a podcast. So it's kind of similar to this basically. Um, and being able to just, we talk about grief. Um, that was the last episode. We've talked about suicide. Mm-hmm. We talked about section eight, um, black hair, like shoot next week. I got an episode dropping on love and incarceration. Like I, I got to wait. I saw that on your, uh, <laughs> Instagram, but I can't wait because that's a hot topic. Yes, yes, I'm excited. I'm excited. And then so I'm really doing some hard hitters and really bringing up things that people really don't want to talk about or have a lot of like, hmm, I'm raising my eyebrow at that. Um, But just being able to follow, 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 you know, share it with people because that's the point of why I do this. Like I'm doing this from my heart. I want people to be able to share. I really want people to be able to feel, feel some sense of healing or every time you have an interaction with something that's on my platform, I want you to walk away feeling like you learned something. So it's really important to just kind of tap in any way that you can and just kind of get connected with me. Don't be shy. Like, yes, I'm a therapist, but I'm a human too. And, you know, I'm, I'm one of a kind. So hopefully, you know, I don't, I don't know what other kind of therapists is out there because it's just <laughs> one me, but you, you feel what I'm saying. So, mm-hmm. yes. <laughs> well, y'all heard it. Make sure you tap in. Like, not every day you hear resources like this and like you hear people that are so willing to like help. So make right. sure you tap in, take it Oh, and I have a resource list. So like Cartier was saying, if I know of other um, resources, so I do tend to put um, on my website, I do have a resource list. You also can um, get it from my Instagram. Like if you go to like the little, the little bio um, area, you could click the link on there and it'll take you to the resource list too. So you can start there and I have tips about advocacy. You know, I have like, you know, some other, um, directories that you can use if you're looking for a therapist crisis hotlines, like all that. I try to keep it updated, not overloaded. Um, but that's just something to kind of keep in mind too, if you need a starting place. Sounds like a one-stop shop. Basically. (laughs) (laughs) Well, wow. I hope that anybody listening got as much from this as I did. I'm so thankful that you were able to come on and to share a little bit of your time and yeah. your knowledge with me and the listeners. Thank you for having me. Maybe you can come back and like we can talk about some other stuff or you know. Absolutely. Maybe... Yes. Well, the invitation is always open. You probably will hear okay. from me soon. <laughs> okay. Um, well, that's a wrap. Thank you for listening to and coming on to yes. Car and Friends Lady Podcast. And until ha- lady, time... lady, lady, lady. <laughs> Until next time, keep it lit and stay true to yourself.